0: Oh, the gadgets here. So, so our theme this year is connected in Christ, and so we've been talking about prayer and care and share and dare. I don't how they all rhyme, right? And uh, today I'm going to talk about something a little different. Well, not different at all, actually. I'm going to talk about daring, daring to use your gifts. Mm. You know, and it's it's been fun with the connection groups. You know, it's it's really cool. I thought how some of them were around serving. Encouraging, you know,
1: connecting,
0: hiking, talking about ideas, about books and stuff, you know, and that's what we've been doing over the summer, as Ralph mentioned. And uh, you know, it's but you know, for me, and I think I got mentioned by by Ralph and by Ryan. I, I'm missing my family group. I'm really looking forward to getting my family back together, my family. Not that I didn't like our, our book group, and that was fun too, you know, but uh, <clears throat> I want to expand the love, you know, I'm looking forward to that. You know, we really are blessed as a church to have each other, you know, brothers and sisters to give their hearts. But what I want to hit today is, you know, you see the little talent up there about different gifts. I think sometimes Satan can bust in and try to, to mess up. What is a good thing, right? It can draw us into being a little bit self-focused, a little self-centered, and we just don't use the things that God's given us the right way, and I really want to talk about that today. I was thinking, you know, about gift cards. Did you know that there's over $100, $130 billion of gift cards sold every year? Unbelievable. It's, it's the most requested gift. Wow. Yikes! You know that it's crazy. You know you go into a Kohl's or a Target or wherever, and there is there are gift card displays. You know you can even get discounted gift cards, right? There's a you can buy them on Amazon. You know go to Amazon to buy your gift cards. You don't even have to leave your house to get a gift card to give the most wanted gift ever. You know I bet you. You know there's 45 billion dollars that weren't used over the last 10 years in gift cards. So, how many here have a gift card at home? Yeah, I thought so. Oh, we all have gift cards, you know. And isn't it like a dilemma? Because you get out there, you go to Panera, and you go, "Wait, I've got a gift card, <laughs> but I'm not driving home to get my gift card." So I still have a Panera gift card, and you know, I didn't use it. <clears throat> you know, crazy. You know, but you think about it, you can have a stack of gift cards in your wallet, in your purse, in your desk drawer but you don't benefit from them until you exercise the gift. And it's the same way with spiritual gifts. You can have a stack of gifts in yourself, and you really don't benefit from them until you exercise them. In Romans it says, Romans 12 and verse 4, if you can't read the fine print up here, you can look it up in your Bible. Just as each one of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, So, in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it's in serving, let him serve. If it's in teaching, let him teach. If it's encouraging, let him encourage. If it's in contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it's in leadership, let him govern diligently. If it's in showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. In case you didn't know, your life is not your own. Let that sink in for a minute. Because you're not going to hear that anywhere else. Nowhere else is someone going to tell you, your life is not your own. You go to you know the bookstore and the biggest section is the help, self-help section. Make myself better. And no, my myself is devoted to somebody else. It's like being part of a family. You know, I appreciated Emily's mom driving... I, I was telling her I have got to watch her live feed on Facebook a little bit. Not extensively, because it's not quite ready for prime time. But it was fun, right? <laughs> but, you know, just how his family, they're taking care of each other. We're going to make sure Emily makes it to Vermont, because it's a long ways
1: yeah. from
0: Arizona. Yeah. Amen to that. But no, <clears throat> it's a lot cooler here in the winter. <clears throat> for most part. There are cool places in Arizona, I've heard. <clears throat> but, you know, but that's how families should work. We should take care of each other's needs. You know, and everyone has a different gift. You're different, but everyone has a gift. Let that sink in for a minute. You might have a different gift, but everyone has a gift. And sometimes you can get a little sort of wrapped up in the head about it. You know, gifts are pretty easy to understand here. Not many of these gifts listed in Romans take a lot of talent. I mean, some do. I would say that prophesy, maybe, or teaching, but encouraging... You know, have you ever been encouraged by someone? And you go, that's awesome. But you know, when you've encouraged someone, doesn't that feel good too? Like, when you're the encourager, you get almost as much out of it, if not more, than the person who's being encouraged. It's crazy that way. You know, even in, you know, in giving, You know, can, can you give something? Do you have something? Well, I know all of you have a gift card. So at the very least, you can give somebody a gift card, right? (laughs) You've got something to give. Everybody has the same amount of time, right? Isn't it 168 hours a week? Is that right? Always, to me, it never feels like there's that much. But I I think I have the same as everybody else. And I have that to give. We have a lot to give. And sometimes we look at ourselves and go, you know what? I, I don't feel like I really have any spiritual gifts. You know, I can't walk on water. Every time I try, it fails. You know, I, I can't, uh, I can't heal the sick. You know, I've tried. You know, I'm not even as good as my wife is. She at least, you know, is sympathetic and lets me rest and brings me food. I can't even figure out how to do those basic things to heal people. So I, I, I must not have that spiritual gift. But you know, or I look in comparison. There's people that are just way more gifted than me. So how can I really be? How can I have really have a gift? You know, but you think about it. You can serve. You can give. You, you can even. You can do this crazy one here. What's it say? You can show mercy. <clears throat> so if you've been wronged, you can just be merciful. That's even easier. I I, I can do that. <clears throat> I can figure that one out. You know, it's crazy. So it's just that there are gifts. We have gifts. We have different gifts. We have the ability to use them. You know, and you look in uh, in First Peter always, as Mike says, some passages in scripture really strike you. Anytime it says above all, to me that's, whoa, well, slow down, <clears throat> you know, that's an important one. Anytime it says anyone, you know, that means me. <laughs> At least me, right? Anyone. I, I fit into the anyone category. So let's read this. Above all, <clears throat> love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one of you should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So above all, above all, love each other deeply. We could just quit on that. Just love each other deeply. You know, God has given gifts to people to use them to serve others. We're faithfully administering God's grace to other people. I'll be collecting your gift cards later today.
1: (laughs) So when you speak,
0: when anyone speaks, you speak the very words of God. If anyone serves, do it with the strength that God supplies. You know, it's easy for me to serve out of my own strength. Just use my abilities. I have certain natural abilities. Doing those things, not a problem. Call it quits when I'm done. There we go. But, you know, when, it, when I go to serve with the strength that God supplies, well, that's a much bigger reserve than my own natural reserve. <clears throat> so relying on God in certain areas causes me to push beyond where I would normally go. <clears throat> you know, even thinking about how do you deal when somebody sins against you? You know, overcoming your fear or overcoming a multitude of sins you know, sometimes you can say, "Well, you know what? I don't think that this person really deserves me to give to them." <clears throat> you know, they've done something really bad to me, and um, you know, or maybe it's the other way around. I don't deserve it. I've done I've done that very bad thing. I'm not deserving of anybody giving to me, loving me, encouraging me, comforting me, <clears throat> serving me, prophesying at me. Well, maybe that one I probably need that one, but. <laughs> Love covers over a multitude of sins. It takes them out. See, we really need, we need the gift of loving each other so much. It's really just a desperate need for us. Let's go over in Matthew 25. Let's take a parable. Jesus taught us some stuff that I think will help. He says, again, I guess Jesus had to reiterate, they weren't getting it again. Again, it'll be like a man going on a journey. Who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent. Each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who has had received the five talents went at once and put the money to work and gained five more. So also the one who had two talents gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. <clears throat> so talent is a weight. Okay, so when it says talent of money, I think different translations say a bag of money or a bag of gold. And so for your illustration, I brought a bag of money. Okay, so here's a bag of money. No, I'm not giving this away, not even for your gift cards. So when you think about a talent, so a talent, I, I, I can multiply, you know, I went to school. And so a talent is, turns out it's about 66 pounds, 66 to 75 pounds. And I multiplied it out by a talent of gold. So a talent of gold is $1.5 million. <clears throat> and so, you know, it's good, you guys are good at math, right? So two talents is what? $3 million. And five talents is, this is the hard one, $7.5 million. Okay, have you ever read this passage and said, oh man, one talent guy didn't get nothing?
1: <laughs>
0: you know, he got $1.5 million.
1: <laughs>
0: Anybody here would turn down $1.5 million today? Well, you know, and it's, it's the master, and he's going to go on a long journey. So we don't know how long it's... Back then, journeys were just longer in general, right? Long journeys must have been really long. So he's, Jesus is telling him, he's giving this money. Now, he's a, he's a shrewd manager. He's giving out all his money to his servants to watch over for him. And so he diversifies. He puts some money with the five talent, you know, worker. He gives some to a two talent worker and some to the one, one talent. How does he decide? What does he say? Are we reading the Bible today. Based on their ability. That's what you do, right? You put money in your mutual fund and your 401k, you base it on how what their return is, what their ability is, and you diversify. So he did that. He gave some to somebody he thought would be able to get him a good return, some to another, some to another. Now, it doesn't really, well, I assume, and he gave the amounts, so that was their abilities. And so they got it, and they immediately started to do something with it. And so the, the five talent, uh, the one who got five talents immediately put it to work and quickly gained five more. So how much money did he get during that long journey? Yeah, so it went from $7.5 million to $15 million. Wow. I think that these numbers are big, just to understand how big the generosity, how big the bankroll of God is, so to speak. And the the two-talent guy went from $3 million to $6 million, right? So that's pretty incredible. But the man who received the talent... We'll hear later, he didn't even put it in the bank. What did he do? He dug a hole and stuck it in a hole in the yard. Now, how much money do you get when you stick your money in a hole? You get nothing. So there's no return on it. So I think, you know, to me, this parable really, Jesus is teaching us about how God and his kingdom is investing in us. He's given, he's given us, later in the epistles, it's called the gift. You don't get a gift or some gift, you get the gift. The gift is being in God's kingdom. So that is what the gift is. So you've received everything that you have, whether it's money or wisdom or ability to encourage or teaching on how to be merciful or whatever else you get from the word of God. Those are things that God has put into you and he's doing the same thing with us as he did in the parable here of the talents. He's saying, what will you do with the gift? What will you do with your... It doesn't it make money. Money should make money. It should make noise, rather. It doesn't make... It. What are you going to do with that talent? With that one talent, or two talents, or five talents, or 50 cents? You know, whatever I've gotten based on my ability, God just expects them to do what? Not dig a hole and put it in the ground. But do something with it. And that's exactly what God's expecting of us. You know, how many of you like encouragement? Yes. Just almost as much as gift cards, right? You know, and our gifts encourage each other. And they encourage us. We already talked about that. You know, and there's so many things that are distracting us right now. You know, that are taking, you know, does anybody have one of these? Almost as many as people have gift cards, right? That's well, a good excuse for me because I was going to put my timer out so I can tell what time it is so I we'll know when we're done. So that gives me a good segue there. But, you know, on that box right there, I can get constant discouragement. I can, you know, I can get the news. I can get 20 different kinds of news. It's so bad now that it wants to send alerts to my phone and now it sends them to my watch. And it's like I can be sitting there even not looking at my phone and my watch can discourage me. How awesome is that? <laughs> you know, who thought of this? You know. And in the same way, encouragement works the opposite. We get encouragement, and it encourages us, it builds us up. You know, when we don't use our gifts, what happens to you? You feel a oh, little oh, oh. you sort of wither down, it hurts, you know. Yeah. It's it's the thing, it's yeah. it's it's just using your gifts just makes you feel fired up, it makes you feel encouraged. Finding ways to encourage, to comfort, to love to be generous, uh, to, you know administration's a gift? Isn't that crazy? You know, in Minnesota, if that's your gift, go minister something and feel good about it, right? Come and minister my family group so I don't have to, and then I'll feel good about it too. <laughs> you know, that would be sweet. Um, you know, and, and above all, I think we have to keep it in the right framework. Grace trumps over everything. And this is not a matter of how much you do or, you know, blah, blah, blah. But really is, it's just that we're submitting ourselves to God. God wants to use us. God has given us a big bag of gifts. Put it back up there again. Big bag of gifts so that we can use them for other people. Let's, let's look a little further in this, in this parable. So after a long time, so long journeys take long amount of time. we just we learned an important premise here. Ryan and Katie learned that last couple weeks. Long journeys take a long time. They need people to bring them food. Maybe Euro should have brought them a portable shower, and that would have (laughs) been even better. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master said, you entrusted me with five talents. See that I've gained five more. His master replied, well done, Good and faithful servant, you have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I've gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. You know, in God's eyes, seven and a half million dollars is small chump change. Small change. That's more money than most of us will ever see pass through our bank account in aggregate in our whole life. Take everything you do. That's nothing. You know, he's entrusted you, you and me with spiritual gifts. You know, God is looking to us to faithfully administer those spiritual gifts. To be good users of them. And what's the what's the reward that's coming out of it? You know, I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. I really believe this parable is talking about about heaven, about Judgment Day. About we're going to be called in front of the master to say, what did you do with your gifts? And you could say, well, I, I, I did. Here's what I did with them. <clears throat> These are the things that I've done. The things that I've tried to do for you. And he's going to go, awesome. Isn't it great when you hear somebody go, awesome. That was great. You know, awesome. Well, you don't, you're not persuaded, are you?
1: <laughs> yeah, <no. clears throat>
0: You'd rather somebody go, oh, I wasn't good enough. No, it's great whether you got, I mean, the guy who had five talents, he had to go figure out what to do with those five talents. Yeah. The guy with twos going... Man, I'm glad I'm not the five-talent guy because I didn't have to figure out what to do with the extra three to get the reward. I just took what God gave me and entrusted to me and I did the best I could with it. And God said, well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. You just have to take what you've got and do something with it. And the plus side of it is you're going to be happy when you do it. It's going to feel great. Yeah. Now Let's look at the, uh, the next part of the story here. It says, Then the man who received the one talent came. Master, he said... It's interesting you brought him separately, right? I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering what you have not, where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out, hid your talent in the ground. <clears throat> See, here's what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I had not sown... And gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers. So that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. You know, the third man is interesting. You know, why does God call him wicked and lazy? I think it's because he had this weird view of God. You know, he had already figured out. I mean, it's before he even dug the hole and buried the grass. This is from the very beginning. He decided God, or that the Master—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm I'm mistaken. To mean God was, was a hard man taking things that weren't his. So you had this perception of God. Now God is just—you know—he's out for me. So as you remember, when Mike preached was last week about in the, in the Garden of Eden, after they gained the, the knowledge of good and evil, they hid from God. And this parable, he's hiding the gift. He's hiding the talent. It's not really a gift, it's hiding. He's hiding that thing that God entrusted to him. You know, he was afraid. You know, Satan gets us thinking in weird ways. You know, sometimes when we start thinking, well, God just thinks like I do. We don't get the proper perspective on God. You you can become afraid. You don't see him as loving and full of grace. You know, I like when Mike shared about hiding from his family. Do you think that was going to be a permanent thing? You know, I don't even. I think the young Mike then didn't think that was going to be permanent, right? You know, eventually he was going to have to come clean and, and be found out. <clears throat> In the same way, God God knows what we're doing with our gifts. You know what we're doing with the things that He's entrusted to us. <clears throat> um, and how do you get you know the right perspective on what God thinks? How are you? anybody ever seen one of these? <clears throat> this is a Bible. Okay? <clears throat> it has the Word of God. I know you may think that this is a Bible. And that's also true, but it's the word of God. It's, but how are you doing about reading the word of God? Meditating on it, <clears throat> taking the time to say, you know what, how does that scripture apply to me? That's why I asked for the song coming. I like that song in the sense that it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. You know, it's, it's not my wife or my kids. I mean, they need prayer too, and they need God too, and, but it really is me. I'm the only one, I'm the only person that I, that I, I can only change my snow. Whatever, you know what I'm trying to say there. I, can only, I only really truly know what I'm thinking, and I only truly know how I'm responding to the Word of God. <clears throat> but if that's true, then, you know, why are there so many different churches even in Burlington, Vermont? Because there's so many different opinions about what the Word of God says. I think we've really got to dig down and figure it out for ourselves to get the right view of God, the right understanding of God. You know, and it's even at this, at this time of summer, you know, this is still summer, right? It's still officially summer. It was feeling pretty nice this morning, 50s, you know. That's, that's uh, my idea of free air conditioning, so I look at that. But. You know, I just finished a week of vacation this week, you know, and I anticipated, as you may have on your vacation, you know, it would be really great and structured. I was going to be, you know, have awesome times with God and do all these things. And I would say half and half it happened wasn't as awesome as I thought, you know. And sometimes that sort of that getting on vacation mode sort of gets you out of the out of the track of really being strong in your relationship, strong in your time with God. Even can make you a little bit lazy, you know. You know, I don't really have to go to work today. I don't have to do anything. Isn't this great? You know, and so as we, but think about that, how that happens when you're on vacation spiritually. What does that look like? You know, you're like, oh, I can just chill out. You know, I don't have to really think about God. You know, sometimes when you get far away from God, you say, well, this is, this is, this is God's fault, This, I did this so I, I don't give God credit, and I give him the blame instead. <clears throat> or I just blame other people. It's my roommate's fault. It's my blah, 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 uh, fault. Rather than saying, you know what? I, it was me. It's me, God. I, I just stopped praying. I stopped digging in the Word. I stopped being a giver. <clears throat> I stopped giving spiritually. And here I am. And it's time for vacation to be over. And so I'm fired up that vacation is over. And I can get back and and be on track. Not that I was not on track this week. I certainly didn't use vacation as an opportunity to, you know,
1: whoo. But,
0: um, you know, I really think about it this way. You look in Philippians 2. And it says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it's God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. See evil times. This is, you know, life is short. Those things are true. You're not going to live forever. Um, On earth, right? Spiritual journey, right? But, you know, one thing that I want to hear is I want to hear the master say, well done, good and faithful servant. But you see this, you know, and it just says, you know, God is working in you to will and to act. So that's, I think that's the want to. God is helping me to want to do what's right as well as to go ahead and do it. But he's looking at me as he did on those three servants who he gave talents to, right? He gave them talents and he just said, you know, just work out your relationship with me. You know, it's up to you. I'm here to support you. I'm going to help you want to do it. <clears throat> I'm going to help you to do what's right. But really, ultimately, it's up to you. You know, I was thinking about that today because today is a big day for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's my third anniversary of living in
1: Vermont.
0: <laughs> you know, amen. You know, I started. we started dreaming about coming to Vermont when we met Mike and Kristen six years ago. We don't do anything fast. It took us three years to actually move, you know. But, uh, hey, you know, that's how it is. You know, in the midst of that, we've had some ups and downs, you know. We've had, um, you know, some. but in all of that, God's been consistent, you know. And I think it's been the same way for my Christian walk. Because I'm coming up on another important day, you know. September 25th is my my spiritual birthday. Uh, I became a Christian 36 years ago. And so... uh, Yeah, well, 36 years ago. I won't ask how many of you weren't alive 36 years ago. That would be be discouraging, so I won't think about that. But, you know, if you think about it, I've had, and maybe you've had in your spiritual walk, I've had really high times that were super awesome. I've had some lousy times, too. But the one goal in all of that is to hear God say, Well done, good and faithful servant, come and share in your master's happiness. You know, I was thinking about this. I, I, I heard about this. I wasn't there, but let me tell you about it anyways. Satan was having a yard sale. Ever been to a yard sale? <clears throat> good stuff, not so good stuff, stuff you never bring home, right? <clears throat> so Satan has stuff lying down, and they're on tables, and you know, he was of the of the uh, convention where you tag everything. So everything had a tag with a price on it. So here's a, here's a table of things that are, you know, pretty high-value items that you can use as things to hurt people spiritually. Because that's, that's, of course, what Satan sells at his yard sale. And so on one table he had, you know, the basic stuff. Fear. Fear. Okay, that works. Doubt. You know, on another table he had lust and he had bitterness. On another table he had greed and materialism, jealousy, distractions, you know, those are all just, you know, normal tags. You know, But, you know, when you go to a yard sale, the, the high-value items, right, the things that you put on the sign in the newspaper, if you do that, or online if you do that, or on, on the, you know, out on the street, those are the things you really try to draw people into, because those are the big things, the high-value items. And so Sane, of course, had a high-value item at his yard sale. He had on that prized possession area, discouragement. That's his best one. It's way better than all the rest just to get you discouraged to the point where, you know, who, who can say they've never been tempted to quit on God? I mean, no show of hands here, right? But I think we all have. You know, you might be there today. This might be your day. I'm feeling really discouraged. You know, I can honestly say at times I've been there where I was discouraged and wasn't feeling it. It wasn't, you know... You know, maybe not necessarily to leave God, but just not to be wholehearted. You know, not not to give my heart to people. You know, not you know, not to throw away God's bag, right? But I'll just go dig a hole and I'll bury it. See that's that's discouragement. That's feeling like, you know, God hasn't given me anything. You know, I have nothing to give. I just feel discouraged. But you know, on the on that, in the midst of that in James, he says, consider it pure joy when you face troubles of many kinds. Mm-hmm. Testing develops perseverance. Testing helps us change. Testing helps us grow. So even if you right now are feeling discouraged, I would encourage you to encourage but to seek encouragement as well. You know, because it's a matter of abundance. I, sh- I talked about this a few weeks ago. In 2 Peter, he says, for this very reason, oh, I actually hate when it begins like that. But." Mm-hmm. What? Make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. Wait, love covers over a multitude of sins. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he's nearsighted and blind, and he's forgotten that he's been cleansed from his past sins. And I share it here where it says increasing measure. That really means abundance. You have these in abundance. You know, we, we want to quit when we forget what Jesus did for us on the cross. That's why Jesus is so important. Jesus reminds us, reminds the, the one talent situation that God is way more abundant. God is not out to get you... Quitting is not an option because if you just hang in there, and if you just do what you have with what you've got, if you just add to your gifts one day at a time, you know, okay, today I'm just going to figure out how I can encourage Peter by giving him one of those gift cards. No, sorry, did I say that? I'm going to figure out how I can encourage my roommates, someone in my family, how I can, you know, you can use a text message to encourage somebody. Crazy, isn't that? You know, there are good things that come in on the telephone and then come over to your watch. And you know, I wish I had a switch that could say, only encouraging texts can come to my watch. Maybe there is a way of doing that. You know, the, the, one, the one talent person just had one gift, making excuses. That's all it was, right? Just make a decision today. You know, figure out a way to work out your salvation, you know, with fear and trembling. Maybe that's just having a daily time with God. Maybe it's deciding, you know what, every day I'm going to repent of my sins. Today's sins. Just what I did today. You know, I sin sin a lot. At least that's what Jeanette tells me. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: she, uh, she keeps me honest right she's my barometer because I'm a sinful person you know and, and if I am then you might be too and we should be repenting we should be saying you're sorry we should be asking forgiveness on a daily basis maybe it's just we need to ask somebody I can't figure out how I'm sitting can you just help me figure it out and I'm sure you'll get plenty of takers right <clears throat> maybe it's just figuring out how do I get more time with other disciples how do I get reconnected? How do I really give in the situations that I'm I'm in coming up? You know, um, you know, I really I don't like it when I'm out of town on midweeks. You know, I I share with Chris I spent a lot of time in Toronto. Um, I think I should get a. Uh, no, I don't think I should do. It. I figure a way not to go to Toronto. But I I really hate it when I miss midweek and family group. But you know, it reminds me just of the kinds of. Of, of things that God has done. You know, I have a friend who I, <clears throat> well, it's, it's sort of a funny story. It's a little crazy. You know, going back years when I was in my mid-20s, <clears throat> there was uh, some guy in, in our in our congregation who I, I sort of knew, but didn't really know. So he took some of the brothers and we went to his Groom honoring, you know, like his, you know, his pre-wedding thing, you know, get together. And the one guy who was with me met Steve in in this little party and said, hi, I'm Art, what's your name? Well, I'm Steve. Well, who are you? Well, I'm the groom. So, (laughs) so, you know, that's family, right? When you go to a big family party and you don't even know who the players are, right? (laughs) And so, uh, so Steve more recently had his kidneys fail. So he didn't have any kidneys that worked, right? So he was on constant dialysis and literally in fear of death. And he, a lot of people were tested, right, uh, to see if they could be a kidney donor. And his, uh, his wife was able to be a kidney donor was able to give, give him a kidney. And you know, when you think about that. How special is that to have someone choose you, not just to marry you, but to give up part of their body so that you could be continue to live. Another another friend in in, uh, in the Boston area just found out in, in the spring that his heart was failing and he needed a heart donor. And that's a little harder. You know, kidneys every one of most of us probably can give up a kidney, but none of us can give up a heart. So it really takes the right donor at the right place to die for you, to give that up for you. And uh, so this this brother was able to receive a heart in June. So I could go on, sort of, not necessarily out of, the, out of the blue, but certainly not something you can expect. You know, God, you know, give me a heart, give it today, have somebody die for me today. And you think about that, this whole idea of being chosen. You know, you've been chosen to be part of God's kingdom. He's already paid everything for you. Um, he picked you literally out of seven or so billion people on this earth today. You know... You know, the times when I don't feel like being together with brothers and sisters that I don't <clears throat> think, well maybe I won't like being encouraged. And I go and I, I go to family group and I get with somebody and they, they encourage me, but wow, that's pretty awesome. This being part of God's kingdom is pretty awesome. <clears throat> it's pretty incredible. You know, and, and we have I just think of a number of examples in our group of people that really step out <clears throat> and take this to heart. They really do go after encouraging. You know, I think of Kyle and Emmy, you know, uh,
1: yeah, (coughs) woohoo.
0: They are very special people, but they work very hard, you know. (coughs) I guess they were driving. You know, I thought I was being better this morning. I sent my PowerPoints to Abby. She's projecting it here at 645 this morning. Like, I thought that was early. For me, it wasn't. They'd already left because <coughs> they were somewhere else and driving here. But I appreciate her <coughs> taking the energy, the time to still make it work and make it, you know, make me look good. <coughs> I appreciate that, you know. And just what they do with the Yopro ministry and just the heart they have. You know, <coughs> I think a similar thing with, with Helen and Carl Working with our, with our, our children's ministry. Um, I think of all the, 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 teens and preteens that are at camp, you know, this week, you know, with, with Mackenzie going, to, you went to camp, right? Came back from Nepal just to go to teen camp? <laughs> wow, that, that is, uh, if you've ever, I've only been to preteen camp. Um, four times was enough. Maybe I'll go back. I was telling Gabe I might go for him, but, uh, <clears throat> but you know, this level of sacrifice that we have of people just giving their hearts, really wanting to help others, you know, even I hold up Mike and Kristen. Sometimes you go, well, but they're in the full time. They're ministers. They're supposed to do that. That's their job. <clears throat> no, it's not their job. It's their gift. They they just like you. They got some talents, and they. They are using their talents in a way. Kristen is with little Sammy at camp. You think going to preteen camp as a single is tough? Try going to preteen or to teen camp with a fourteen-month-old, fifteen-month-old. It's rough enough being at home with a (laughs) fifteen-month-old, much less being at camp. You know, I just go on sharing. You know, I love being with this group because it's so encouraging to be together. But I just ask you: are, Are you stepping up? And using your gifts. <clears throat> it's going to take some sacrifice. It's going to take using, speaking the very words of God. <clears throat> serving with the power and energy that comes from God. You know, when we get together in <clears throat> these small groups to encourage and love up on one another. Are you going to decide, I'm going to take it up a notch. Whatever whatever that means for you. I mean, if you're here, just come up to here. Figure it away. How can I give? How can I encourage? <clears throat> How can I get out there and do something you know, we need more people to just be involved in, in leading and running our family groups. You know, you want to be a family group leader? Come to my family group. You can run it. It would be awesome. I love it. I'm sure Rob would take up the same thing, you know, or, or Ralph. You know, you could just administer it. You could just whatever. You know, it would be great. You know, and whatever, wherever you are, I remember the first time I ever spoke in public, it was just awful. You know, and hopefully it's a little better than awful today. But, uh, but you know, oh, yeah. I'm encouraged because we're speaking the very words of God. You know, what I want to end up, when I, I finish out <clears throat> the words here, it says, I just long to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. Come and share your, in your master's happiness. Yeah. Amen. Yeah.